Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Andre Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, the podcast that tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that fancy feet? Yeah. Meow Mix. Oh, Meow Mix. Uh, yes. Oh, Meow Mix. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on quickly. Uh, welcome yeah, to the. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> That was a good, I actually loved it. Well, folks, it's my last episode. <laughs> Andre, you're out. No, just kidding. You're our fearless leader. Never. We couldn't do it without you. Well, in today's podcast, the HB team will say hello to Heather Laganelli, the owner and operator of Locale Farm to Table. Welcome, Heather. Hi, guys. How's it going? We're glad you're here. <laughs> but before we get to Heather, we want to do our weekly check-in. What's up, guys? Everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, in honor of Heather, I have a question I want to ask all of you guys. Uh, Heather is kind of a, a creative. Her, while she owns the restaurant, she's really created kind of a cultural hub in downtown Bakersfield with all yeah. the things that she does there. So I'm interested, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but to know how each of you, my co-hosts, um, express creativity on a daily basis. I know for me, I, you know, I think every day whenever I get dressed, I think that that's really a form of like self-expression is such a easy, free form of mm -hmm. creativity. And I really like to tap into that. Um, and, you know, of course I work in the museum and I'm curating shows, so I'm yeah. very creative um, and you get to exercise that daily, but not all of us work in such um, overt creative field. So, yeah. hi. And I know we're all creative. Carla, how are yes. you creative daily? So this one's kind of probably odd, but I'm creative actually with hair. Mm -hmm. I love hairstyles. Um, I love to change up my hair. Um, I also have made wigs for people before. Really? Uh -huh. I like to sew. I've always liked to sew, but I don't like to sew clothes and I like to hand sew. And you Is can that... make um, wigs hand sewing. So I've enjoyed... Wow. Expression through hair. I feel like it's one way you can change up your whole look. You can change your attitude. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, and so your hair always looks amazing. Yes, yes, thank always. you. Yeah, yeah, I've already got my next hairstyle lined up. I'm going to go braids. Um, awesome. Just for fun. And, and then I'll have something else. But I, I love expression through hair. You can... Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want. Do you it. get to do anything creatively in your daily job? You know what I do? Um, I working with kids and, you know, I get to work with amazing children with autism. Mm. Just the way their brains work. They're so creative. Mm -hmm. And I get to work with them and, and play different games. And I mean, we've got kids who are amazing artists and who play music and I get to create things for them to really help their full potential and help them learn and help them be successful. So I really get to be creative in every day, you know, not in a more conventional way, but in, in our own way. In yeah, the classroom. What, a, wow. what a treat to be able to tap into that daily because imagination yeah. is something that we tend to tend to start getting smaller and smaller as we get older and more serious. Yes. So how lucky for you. Yeah, I, I love it. And a lot of our kids... Sometimes their imagination potential you don't know because a lot of the kids don't talk and tell you, mm -hmm. but they may write it or draw it. Um, mm. 
their way of expressing it. So it's amazing to tap that. Yeah. It's, uh, Picasso said something about um, we have to relearn how to draw like a child. Mm. So you mm-hmm. get to witness the masters every day. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Jesus? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I feel like I express myself a lot through, uh, you know, clothing as well. And also in, you know, digital art. I love, you know, do a lot on Instagram. I feel like through photography, I'm able to mm-hmm. Um, express myself creatively and in my everyday job I think I express myself creatively through the um, partnerships and um, that we kind of establish in the community Um, we have to be very creative about how we do that and the different you know maybe events that we put on and um, so I feel like I I tend to be creative on a more social type of level um, which I just I love it there's nothing like meeting and connecting with another human and um, being able to see something in each other that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love that. Yeah. And I, I do notice the way that you come as like a different Jesus to every event. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's many sides to my fashion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so inspiring. But um, yeah, even at the the Pride event, um, Derek and I were really just took the whole fashion thing to a whole nother level. Um, And that was really fun to be able to express our, uh, you know, sexuality in, uh, in clothes, you know, in clothing. Like, Mm -hmm. um, how did Derek explain as you guys were preparing for what you're going to wear? I think he said, we're editorial, high-end fashion and super gay. (laughs) (laughs) We we definitely wanted to celebrate the gayness, but um, yeah, it was very high fashion and we wanted to almost not, you know, wear something a little bit kind of shocking that the community isn't used to wearing or seeing, you know, a man in like a gown and a, um, and, and heels is not something you see every day. And, uh, maybe in a bigger city, like, you know, Los, Los Angeles or Atlanta, but, um, yeah, I think freedom of expression, no matter how you, um, you express yourself, as long as you're expressing yourself and being authentic to who you are, mm-hmm. um, no matter the medium, I think is really important. Oh, it's vital. It's beautiful. And you both look great. I saw some Thank pictures. You. I was like, wow. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Andre, how do you express yourself creatively? Uh, I think that I'm very creative in when it comes to uh, community projects and events. I, I really enjoy putting on um, different pro- different events that uh, are unique in nature. And so, you know, for example, um, we just had the East Bakersfield Festival in Jefferson Which Park. Great, yeah. And so, you know, I like to think about what does this experience mean for the broader community? What kind of, you know, feelings do I want to invoke within the community? What, um, what, what is the experience like for people and how do we build that? And so I try to be very creative in that respect. So mm-hmm. everything from the music to the, to the setting, the venue, um, to the the different different the different elements of the project, we had um, we actually commissioned five artists to um, paint these panels, mm-hmm. which we um, which we um, displayed throughout the park uh, for the festival, and then we collected those panels. They're now at the David Nelson Pocket Park, and we will bring them out again next year uh, for next year's festival, and we will commission five new panels and then we will continue to do that so in 10 years we'll have 50 panels all throughout the park but kind of creating those experiences you know i remember when i was a kid uh going to christo's umbrellas and i was so Mm. amazed with this experience of how you know it was a 
it was a temporal thing, it was, you know, temporary thing. Mm-hmm. It was phys- they used physical space, and it was an experience that was just so overwhelming and beautiful, and included the entire community in different ways. And so I always try to do that in in different um, in different events and experiences. And so I try to be very creative in that respect. Yeah, I'm now that I've worked with you on a couple projects, you are wealthy with ideas. <laughs> You just and it's incredible to watch you put things together, and all of the events that you do plan have so many moving elements. So, it's, and you're always very um, excited to include artists. So, we appreciate that from the artist community. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, I mean, I talked about the way I, I love getting dressed every morning. I, I mean, I work in a very creative field. I um, l- get to work with artists on a daily basis. Surrounding myself with creative people, I think, is vital to my. Um, self and my personality. Um, I love watching how creative people um, articulate their own feelings. It's really inspiring to Mm me. And then bringing, and also public programming is a huge part of what I get to do as the curator at the museum. Um, Like Andre getting to create these events like Art After Dark or Second Saturday or even one of our openings and think about how people are going to experience the museum Mm -hmm. and how people can tap into their creative selves um, as soon as they walk into the door. And um, it really excites me to get to do those things. Um, so I, I mean, if my whole, I'm sorry, do you have any creative outlets though yourself personally? Um, you know, I love taking photos. Um, I used to do a lot of painting, but as I've gotten busier and focused on my career, that has definitely fallen aside. Um, one of my new year's resolutions this year was to find myself tapping into a creative outlet more. I have not yet done that. I've just taken on about 14 more projects. So wish me luck. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess they're they're all creative mm-hmm. in its own way. But um, yeah, I would like to get more into painting and drawing again, but I just I think one time. of the ways you're creative too is just like your lifestyle. If uh, I don't know if have you been to Rachel's home, it's just so beautifully it's like a movie, you know, and I feel like you just are really good at that, at, at curating a, a beautiful, creative life. Well, thank you, Jesus. I love, yeah, creating environments. I love hosting. I love cooking. Um, that's probably what I do on a daily basis. Um, I love putting together menus and entertaining people um, and like creating a scene. Yeah. I had Jesus and Derek over for dinner a couple of weeks ago and um, love just changing the environment in my house and making people really feel really welcome. And hopefully they tap into something creatively. You do take some beautiful photos too. I've seen some of your photos on Instagram and you're, I, I, I don't know if it's something, if it's a thing of yours, but you use a lot of light. Yeah, definitely. Um, using just that natural light and mm-hmm. sunshine and some really beautiful pictures of Oliver. Oh, Ollie. <laughs> no, I'm, um, one of the best compliments I've received this year was, I um I love looking at your Instagram. I wish I saw the world through your eyes. I was like, oh my god, that's all I've ever wanted to hear. <laughs> so Instagram that. is a creative outlet, as like corny as that sounds, but yeah. it really is a creative outlet for me. So cool. Thank you, that's Andre. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm so happy to be with you all again today, uh, and with our special guest Heather Laganelli with Local Farm to Table. Uh, Jesus, I'll let Jesus introduce. Heather, yeah. This week with uh, this week we speak with Locale Farm to Table creator, owner, and innovator Heather Laganelli. Heather is a Bakersfield transplant. Um, she was born and raised in Worcester, Massachusetts. Did I pronounce that right? There's two ways: Worcester, Worcester, which is like the Worcester. way if you're from Massachusetts, uh-huh. or Worcester, 
Okay, Wister. So you don't say the A, or you don't say the ER. It's more of like an A when you're. A, my name's Heather. Wister, Massachusetts. Wister. Wister. And Wister, Heather has really. nearly 20 years of experience in the creative and food service industry. She started her own restaurant in Bakersfield in 2015 and has been using her creative flair to help change the urban core of Bakersfield. Uh, welcome, Heather. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad you're here. <laughs> We're very excited to speak with you today. Um, you really are one of the first people who opened up, um, you know, this kind of local farm-to-table restaurants in downtown, ta- downtown Bakersfield, and it's really kind of snowballed into this revitalization of the downtown core. Um, tell us what you saw. Um, what did you see when you were looking for a space? Why downtown Bakersfield? I particularly liked the space that I have because it wasn't really a part of a strip mall. And a lot of places I feel in town have developed into more of like a commercialized vibe. And so I okay. like that it was standing alone. It was kind of set back. People didn't really know anything about the space. It's yeah. a little hidden. And the, tell us a little bit more about the space. It's a, uh, used to be a gas station. Yeah. So it's, it has a lot of history, which is kind of neat. It's in the old uh, Vincent Clarou building. Um, it's attached to the former In Your Wildest Dreams. And we, um, I think the I pulled the the uh, plans and whatnot. I think it was built in 1935. Oh wow! I know, and it's very historical. Very historical, and it was originally started as a gas station slash mechanic shop. Um, the the awning cover that's out in the corner. I think it cost seven hundred and fifty dollars back in nineteen. Uh, wow. Forty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It was weird. Just the information that you can get from just going down to the city and pulling okay. some uh, paperwork. Yeah, records. Um, and the owner had, he had a bike shop at one point, a gas station, mechanic shop, and then he found this love for safes. And so he had a retail space in the front and he used where my kitchen is, his uh-huh. office was. Wow. And so they sold safes out of the front part for a little while. And then he actually brought in a pretty large vault door into our um, back space where the mechanic shop was from a bank in, on Chester Avenue. Oh, wow. Is that still there? Yeah, it's still there. Oh, it is. It's really, it's a pretty substantial um, door. I, I mean, it must have taken a lot of energy to sure. install it. It's impressive. And how did you develop the concept for Locale? So I had um, challenged myself probably about eight years ago to do a non-processed uh, food uh, challenge. It was like a mm-hmm. two-week thing. I had a blog and I was, I don't know, I was watching um, some documentaries and I came across one called Hungry for Change. Mm-hmm. And I um, was like, well, let me see how I feel if I cut out processed food. And so I did it for two weeks and I felt really good. And then it kind of spiraled into like, what else can I do besides processed food? Like, mm-hmm. how can I like take this one step further? And so I changed my diet over the course of maybe like two to three years and as with that came like this hunger for um, experiences based around real food and locally sourced ingredients. And I found that I couldn't really find, I didn't really find anything in Bakersfield. I loved Moo Creamery. Mm-hmm. That was usually my go-to because they mm-hmm. they integrate um, a lot of local produce in their menu. And then Valentine's, the former Valentine's, I would find myself frequenting those two places quite often um, or going out of town. And I always felt sad because I didn't want to have to travel, but I loved the experiences I could find in Santa Barbara, Santa Monica, and mm-hmm. other cities that were, you know, a couple hours away. 
So I thought to myself, if this is how I feel and I'm frustrated, then there has to be other people out there that are frustrated as well. And I personally don't like doing dishes and like cooking. Like I'm not really like a fan of all of the work that goes into preparing a meal. And so it just kind of spiraled from there. That's kind of a long-winded neat. answer. I hope that no, was that was great. great. No, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> so I was checking out your um, page um, on Yelp, okay. and I was reading some of your Yelp reviews. And there's uh, a more recent Yelp review that gave you five stars. Um, and uh, this person named uh, Carlene wrote, "When I think of the perfect spot to dine for lunch in the Bakersfield area." I will now think of locale farm to table eatery with a welcoming atmosphere and such uh, an incredible artistic outward appearance. It's easy to see why people flocked to here uh, upon opening. It's in a convenient downtown area with quite a lot of parking, yada, yada, yada. She goes on and then she ends as, as non-Bakersfield residents, our chances to visit restaurants with weekday hours is few and far between. So we're really enjoying hitting up Second Saturday at Locale Farm to Table. And I thought that was really great because every time I go into Locale, I run into people who are not from Bakersfield, who are from other cities, who are from other countries, and they're all flocking to Locale. It's really un- unreal. I mean, we try to pull as many people as we possibly can. That was That's a cute little thanks for sharing that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we try to pull from... Um, the customers that come in and see where they're coming from, if they've mm-hmm. been before, if it's their first time, I mean, uh, if they're native to Bakersfield. And I'd say right now about 60% now, 60 to 65% of our business is coming from people that are not even staying the night. They're literally wow. just looking us up online, coming in, eating and leaving. Wow. That's the power of Yelp, right? Mm-hmm. And social media and the, chance, the, the the idea that people can learn a lot about our community very quickly mm-hmm. as they're driving down the 5 or the 99. Yeah. And then they can mm-hmm. stop in. And uh, I'd quickly. always try to encourage them to check out other places while they're Here. visiting, yeah. you know, because sometimes they're not in a, a extreme hurry. And so I'll tell them about the Padre or I'll tell them about little coffee shops around the corner or I'll tell them, I mean, we have Rig City, Better Bowls. G Street is coming quite a long way. I think Mm -hmm. it's advancing Mm -hmm. quite quickly. So I try to share other mom and pop places or establishments that are within walking distance so -hmm. they can get like more of a a true experience of the downtown uh, core of Bakersfield. People don't get to see that when they're traveling through. We're one of the the few cities that I've encountered that you don't actually, when you're driving on a major freeway, you don't drive through the center of our city. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that Bakersfield is whatever the five lends it to or the 99. And it's yeah, so much two more Two exits than that. or something. Yeah. 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 So we should note again, Locale is located at 1727 18th Street on the corner of 18th and G Street, right across from the post office in downtown Bakersfield. Uh, and the it's Merle Haggard Post Office. The Merle Haggard yes. Post Office, yes. that's right. And uh, it's just a wonderful place um, to, to dine. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Heather. So Heather, as uh, Jesus mentioned earlier, you're not a native. True, this is true. So talk to us a little bit about your journey here. So I was born in Massachusetts, and I lived there until I went to college. I went to school in New Haven, Connecticut, and I am guilty of meeting a guy. 
<laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Try to find love. Love brings many to Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I've only met a few people from Massachusetts in Bakersfield. And mm-hmm. every time they're like, yeah, it was either a job or a guy. Mm-hmm. Or a My girl. family's from Massachusetts. Yes, Rockport, we, Massachusetts. We, we connected. We've connected. Oh, was the yes. first time I spoke with you, uh-huh. I was... Yeah, kindred spirits. Kindred, definitely. <laughs> Creativity in Massachusetts. I know. That's right? all you need, right? <laughs> because it's so cold there, and you have to figure out ways to like, definitely. invigorate Absolutely. your mind. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it really is. I mean, once you live in a, a New England-based state, I guess, it really changes your perspective on your day-to-day. I mean, waking up every day knowing that the sun is going to be shining and you don't have to think about what you're wearing or how you're going to get to work or how much time you're going to have to take to prepare for your day. I mean, I I remember days that I would I would have to like I checked the weather every single day before I went to bed. Every oh single day. Mm-hmm. Like I lived by the weather channel. There wasn't I mean the newspaper, I would get the newspaper, check it out and then try to figure out what I was going to wear for the next day. Cuz it was always changing so And much. now you're a California girl. And now I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, "Oh, sunny." Yeah, again, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> no, it really um it, it it I think that's why people are a little bit more stern and kind of like rougher around the edges over there. Mm-hmm. Like it hardens you. It's yeah. hard to be nice when you're really cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be nice when you can't even. I mean, one of my friends got married in December and like 60 percent of the people couldn't come to her wedding because it snowed that day. No. no. Can you imagine paying like 60, 70 dollars a plate and then like for nothing? I mean, no. yeah, I would just throwing money away. Yeah. So you came here for looking for love and No, I found a guy. Oh, I found met it, a guy in New Haven in college. Yeah, okay. back on track. Good job, Hayes. Um, <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no, but what kept you in Bakersfield? Because um, I'm sure you've had many opportunities to leave being such Absolutely. a creative person. Yeah. Why did you decide to stay and invest in the community? I believe in uh, making a difference. And I, I mean, you could go to any city. I could, any one of us could leave here and go to a big city and still make a great impact. But how often do you get an opportunity to make an impact at like a ground level? Mm-hmm. And I think when you really look at Bakersfield and the foundation and the people and just the way that the community is set up, it's such a great like heartfelt place to be. And people mm-hmm. genuinely care about each other. And it's, we have this small town um, vibe, but we're actually yeah. a thriving city with m- a massive population. And I think um, Bakersfield deserves some great things. And if everybody left, then what would we be left with? You know? That's interesting. You know, I was um, just in Saint-Jean-de-Luz, which is now our sister city in France, and I, I was talking to one of the council members there, and he had spent his, um, you know, 20s and 30s in Paris, and mm-hmm. he loved Paris and arts and culture and all the things that were happening, and he said he just consumed and consumed and consumed all the great things. And he said eventually he woke up and said, I don't just want to be a consumer. I want to be a creator. I want to mm. create things. And so he moved back to Saint-Jean-de-Luz where he was from, a small little town, 15,000 people, and he wanted to become a creator. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so great because I often think about that as well. It's like, yeah, you could be very, very passive and just you know, just be a consumer or just receive mm-hmm. all this stuff from a big city. That's great. It's a great experience. But here, I think you really have a unique opportunity to be a creator. You know, the entry point to be part of something, to to open a restaurant, to mm-hmm. to be part of the community, to do nonprofit work. You know, that is so uh, rich. Those opportunities are um, so rich, and and it's just a, it's unique to 
places like Bakersfield. Yeah, I love that language, the creator versus yeah. the consumer. I think it's such a, uh, a something that we all can relate with. Yeah. Is why one of the reasons or one of the driving factors to why we stay and create in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. So there is so much opportunity and a multitude of fields. And not to relate it back to you know cooking, but Bakersfield has all of those ingredients you need to make have a successful business and to be able to make an impact. And if you're able to have a vision, if you have creativity, like Heather has shown, and um, you know drive, you're able to create something so special that people really are enchanted by and it really inspires others to um, see those ingredients and hopefully, you know, take a chance and create something themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, how how inspired were you by like local culture here and what you do? I know like obviously you're farm to table and, you know, mm-hmm. we're the right. breadbasket of the nation here, but um, were there any other factors that have influenced you after you moved to California? So um, when I was young, we would go to... Uh, these dairies, uh, like a, just a, we drive like two hours to go have ice cream on a Saturday. And these people would like hand cultivate crazy different types of homemade ice creams. And it was uh, an event. And when I moved, my parents always used to make fun of me because I never was really like a country girl. Like I was raised in the city and I love people and art. And I mean, even at a young age, I was always involved with, um, my mom enrolled me in summer camps at the museums. I I did anything under the sun when it came to like arts and crafts and like sculpting Mm -hmm. and uh, origami and painting, drawing, uh, anything you could think of. And so as a child, like there was this like excursion that you would get in the car and sit next to my brother and he'd be poking at me the whole time and like irritating the crap out of me. And we'd get there and then there would be this like massive potfudge Sunday that was like bigger than my face and it was really fun to kind of get out in the country and see what this little area had to offer and it was remote there was nothing there but when I came to Bakersfield and I saw the potential I mean it just all these little farms that have been uh, established for hundreds mm-hmm. of years or 80 years or crazy amounts of time I mean you can't in most places you can't just drive 10 minutes and see a farm or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and be exposed to that. And so for me, I always thought there's something to be said about the convenience and the proximity of the way that our city is laid out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I I have a little food question because I love, love locale. And I, I think your menu is really interesting. Um, you know, you've got things like the cowboy salad. Cowboy salad is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a fan of that one. Yeah, <laughs> he never orders it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you've got like the the cauliflower wings, which I actually just had uh, for the first time a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? And they were so good. And now I love cauliflower. Thank you. <laughs> um, what inspired your menu choices? Because you've got you know, a, a little bit of everything, but it's all so fresh and so delicious and creative. Um, what inspired that? Um, so that's a great question. I I like to take from things where I travel and I've traveled a lot over um, since I was in middle school. I started traveling. Um, I've always prioritized it. And so as an artist, I think you you have experiences, whether it's from your childhood or whether it's from traveling or even just going to a fast food restaurant, there's different things that as an artist that you're inspired by. And so Mm -hmm. I would 
make them for dinner. Like I literally would just have my friends over and make random things for dinner all the time. I didn't even know I could cook until I was in college. And well, I mean, I could bake. I knew that because when I was young, my great grandmother would be like throwing stuff together without measuring anything. And I would try to mock her. And so my parents would always give me a hard time because I wouldn't follow instructions or recipes, even with baking, mm-hmm. which is like a no, no, like yeah. you're not supposed yeah. to do that. It's disastrous. But, right. I um, hate baking, <laughs> but I, I, I love cooking, but I, I hate baking. <laughs> as a child, I love sugar. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to bake everything. Yeah. And sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't, but more often than not, it would work. But she taught me some of the fundamentals. And so I, uh, I never really, I didn't even really know that I could cook, but I started making, entertaining and started making dinner for my friends and my family and it just progressed. And I think if you look at food as a art form, then it makes sense because it's like creating a a blank canvas every day. So you wake up in the morning like, oh, what am I going to put on my canvas? Yeah. You guys do some really fun things. Uh, me and Thank my you. husband, George, went uh, to locale, just a little lunchtime date, and you had kombucha, and it was so delicious. And I thought, you know, I, I think I asked you, you know, where'd you get it? And you're like, we, we made it. <laughs> like, this is not, you know, everything is is made so fresh. And to hear you're inspired by, you know, your travels. Life. It's yeah. Just and life. just whatever you know what I mean? comes to Yeah. You. Uh-huh. Like every day. I mean... I could walk into any space and take a little tidbit of something and then I'll put it in my phone and I'll save it for later. And then one day I'll be hungry and I'll want to do something that I haven't done before. And then I think it's crazy. Like last night. So, okay. I'm working on an event for, um, I'll see it in a barn. I don't know if you guys have heard of Talia Fisher and what Mm -hmm. she's doing with saving animals from slaughter Mm -hmm. and, um, Rio Asai, they, we've had a great partnership. And so, uh, Sophia told me, I want to incorporate our SAE with your restaurant. Like, what can we do? Can you come up with a drink or something? And so, I don't know. How do you take acai and put it, like, add alcohol to it? In my mind, it kind of brought me back to my childhood again with, like, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. So, oh. I, <laughs> so I, I got, um, I had a photographer that was with me last night. And we were photographing because we're approaching four years on Sunday is our four-year congratulations for the restaurant. Thank you. So I wanted to do like a cool post with like sparklers and whatnot. And so I had um, staged the whole thing. And then I'm like, well, let me just work on a drink and then he can photograph it as well since he's here. So I did Kahlua, vodka, Grand Marnier, um, acai, a little bit of um, vanilla ice cream. I actually didn't even have like real vanilla ice cream. I had to like deconstruct a Dove bar. Wow. <laughs> and I put that in there with um, some almond butter and some blueberries. Yum. It came out really good. <laughs> I was like blown away. Like I thought in my head, like, I don't know how they might have like overdone it this time, like a little too far. No, it was. Yes. And even the people that tried it too, they were like, this is amazing. <laughs> So and everybody oh. thinks that if they drink acai, it's healthy, right? <laughs> yeah, no matter how much vodka's in it. Yeah. Right. Or it's ice cream. Right. Right. It's like, hey, it's always got acai in it. Right. You know what so I'm they asked me to do like a signature drink for an all seated in a barn event on um, coming up at the end of the month. And so mm. that was uh, that was my little. But so I try to I try to think of things that I would want or something that has inspired me. And then I just create things. And sometimes I think it's going to be too far-fetched or like super out there. Our most popular menu, menu item is our sweet potato and 
Brussels sprout bowl. Mm -hmm. And I, when I created it, I thought nobody was going to want it. Like Mm -hmm. literally I thought that everybody was going to think that I was crazy. There's so many elements. It's, um, a garlic aioli, an egg over easy pecorino romano, uh, apple with smoked bacon, uh, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, gruyere, gouda. A lot. I know. A lot of really good ingredients. And every, <laughs> it's our number one selling wow. item on wow. our menu. Heather, for those people that are listening um, who are interested in learning more about your restaurant, where what social media platform would you direct them to? Uh, we use Instagram often. So okay. Locale Farm to Table on Instagram or on Facebook. Awesome. Last question. Uh you're celebrating your four-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You. You're, you're a successful business owner. What advice would you give to anyone considering opening up shop in downtown Bakersfield? That's a, that's like a really, that's a loaded question, Andre. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many things to consider when you, I, I feel like it's hard for me because my creatives, I've, I'm, a, a unique person because I have a strong creative side, but I also have a strong um, business minded side as well. So my creative side says, do your research, figure out what's going to make you different and go for it. <clears throat> and my business minded side says, you know, know your numbers and figure out like any add whatever you think that it's going to cost you add an extra $10,000 to, because wow. when it comes to business in downtown, there's a lot of things that you just never, it's, it's hard to predict exactly what you're going to be able to expect. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, people are really supportive within the downtown area and downtown businesses. We need more people to come downtown and open businesses. So I feel if you're considering opening a business downtown, do it, but definitely do your homework and your research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Well, we're going to move into our second segment. And in this uh, piece, we will be asking you random questions. We call this 73 Questions Inspired by Vogue's 73 Questions. And uh, we will each take turns, but we need your honest answer. Very quick. You know, We don't want you to think too much about it. And we're actually going to time you. We're only going to spend five minutes on this, and we're going to try to get through as many questions as we no can pressure. within that. Wow. No, <laughs> the, pressure, the pressure is on. I'm going to use my little timer on my phone to keep us going, and we're going to give... Carla, the first question, starting now. What's one ridiculous thing you absolutely love? It's from Friendly's, and it's uh, an ice cream sundae. It's called the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Ice Cream Sundae. Friendly's is a fast food place in New England. New England, thank you. And it's peanut butter, black raspberry ice cream, marshmallow cream, whipped cream, cherry deliciousness. (laughs) (laughs) What is a challenge that you have had to overcome in the city of Bakersfield? Um, not being from here. Morning person or night owl? Night. Favorite quote? Life's a journey. Uh, sweet or savory? Sweet. What type of development would you like to see in Bakersfield? More artistic-based uh, businesses and creative outlets for people. What best day trip from Bakersfield? Paso. When do you feel happy? When I get to be creative. Bakersfield's best kept secret of being a place, person, event, thing. Uh, I love the the Kern River and just kind of hanging out by the river. Favorite brunch item? Eggs Benedict. Oh, introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. (laughs) 
Last song played. Oh, it's all about that bass. About that <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no <laughs> Is a hot dog and a bun a sandwich? Yes. What makes you laugh no matter what? Just humor, just sarcasm and wit. What's the worst job you ever had? I worked at McDonald's. I did too. And it wasn't, it was the best and worst job. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot. Me too. I loved building the hamburgers. <laughs> it was so fun. I was the birthday party coordinator. And so <laughs> I, I had, got, I got to eat cake every day. So oh. that was always a bonus there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I forgot to mention, this is 73 questions with Rachel's. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. She opened okay. the door. Conversation. So. <laughs> uh, what's your spirit animal? A panther. Ooh, Ooh. meow. (laughs) Best vacation or dream vacation? I love Paris. What did you read most recently? I'm reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up. Mm. Oh, you can curse on here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really swear. It's weird. I don't even call it cursing. (laughs) Have you ever had imposter syndrome? I don't think so. Hmm. Three words to describe yourself. Creative, adventurous, spontaneous. Hmm. If you had to choose three different foods to eat for the rest of your life, what would they be? Hmm. Chocolate, (laughs) Um, carrots, and I don't know. I don't know. Can I pass? Well, chocolate Uh and carrots, we got a new locale (laughs) menu item. Chocolate dipped carrots. (laughs) (laughs) If you could change one thing about our city, what would it be? Don't say the city councilman. Andre Gonzalez. (laughs) That was a joke. Um, The weather. Weather. How do you like to spend your birthday? Traveling. Mm -hmm. Favorite Bakersfield neighborhood? Westchester. What's one purchase of $100 or less that has most impacted your life? Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, under 100 bucks. <laughs> How do you answer that question on the spot? Um, what pops in your head? Something's there. I don't really, I don't know. I'm not like that materialistic. I don't even, I can't think of one thing. No? $100 or less that. I just bought a steamer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game changer. I love a steamer. Steamers are amazing. I love that. Um, What is an experience you think every person should have? Going away to college. What is your power color? Blue. Who's your best friend? I have uh, two. Liz, Keisha. Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice or Under Pressure by Queen? Ice Ice Baby. (laughs) (laughs) What are you most enchanted by? Traveling. Do you make New Year's resolutions? I do. Do you keep New Year's resolutions? It's questionable. (laughs) (laughs) That is time. Congratulations. You You survived. (laughs) I actually think you did. I'm sorry. My timer's still going. I think you did uh, the best that we've. uh, 
We say that to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not be that girl. I'll take it. I'll take it. No. How many questions? 32. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's Are we keeping count? Andre is now. I I see him tally every (laughs) time. (laughs) He's a numbers guy. You haven't noticed. Had you told me it was a competition, I would have gotten everyone. (laughs) Well, it's a low-key competition. (laughs) Life is a low-key competition. Oh, all right. Well, hey, Heather, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast today. Um, thank you for all the work that you're doing in Bakersfield and downtown Bakersfield. We're excited about Locale and we're excited about all the future ventures. Congratulations on four years. Thank you. And here's to another four. Can I add something? Sure. I want to tell people about the alley, Mural Alley. Yes. yes. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. Just really quick. If tell you us. Mind. Okay. So we have an art space that's... Um, on the backside of our restaurant that rotates out every six months. And we work with local artists to create a unique um, artistic vibe in downtown. So we have an Instagram page. It's pretty new, Mural Alley Bakersfield. And I just encourage people to come out and take pictures and share and like bring their families by and just kind of take in the art. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful there. Mm. Heather Langanelli, thank you very much. <laughs> Well, folks, that's our show. A huge thanks to Brian Boozer and Om Studios located in downtown Bakersfield for producing today's show and to Hate Drugs, hi, David, for our theme song. We'll be back soon. And until then, bye, Bakersfield. Bye-bye, Bakersfield. Adios. Bye, Bakersfield. Sayonara.